Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Bayana. And I'm Robin. We are really excited to go through these chapters with you, um, with all of our thoughts and feelings of the Wizarding world. Today we're talking about chapter 15, Aragog. We have some announcements and reminders um, we want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts, so please feel free to tweet along with us. Um, you can use the hashtag WizardTeam on Twitter to follow along. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to be Black at Hogwarts? Do you want to write about it? Well, we are collecting stories for a project called the Hogwarts BSU, where you can write yourself into Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Um, whether it be... A short story, piece of fan art, song, dance, uh, interpretive. Well, I don't know. You can't really do an interpretive. Yeah, it could be. You could, it could be a video um, of your interpretive dance. Um, we just want to <laughs> see how you envision yourself in the world of Hogwarts. You can look at our website for guidelines, and you can email us at weblackandnerds at gmail.com if you just want to talk through some ideas or if you're ready to submit um love our blog love wizard team have a few extra galleons lying around um we are on patreon so if you would like to uh do like a monthly donation um you can go to uh patreon.com forward slash black girls nerd out um we have like cool like gifts and stuff um based on like the tiers um and yeah we're just trying to make ourselves more sustainable and also grow sustainability first growth second but all of that leads to more cool stuff that we have planned um yeah agreed um if you're not able to commit to a monthly donation we also have an amazon affiliate affiliate link you can go to amzn.to slash bgno that'll take you to amazon and you just do your normal regular shopping um get those books get those movies get those Ravenclaw t-shirts that you've been having your eye on and it's no extra money from you but it's extra money for us um we also have a paypal account um you can go to paypal.me uh forward slash bgno um if you want to do like a one-time thing um yeah um also subscribe to our newsletter Every week we share nerd news and links to what's been going on. So if you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe. Um, you can go to blackgirlsnerdout.com and subscribe there. Follow us at We Black and Nerds on Twitter. Like at Black Girls Nerd Out on Facebook. Um, follow on Tumblr at Black Girls Nerd Out. Follow on Instagram at Black Girls Nerd Out. Um, we all over the internet, y'all. No Snapchat, though. No Snapchat. It probably won't happen. We grown. So. I mean, grown people have Snapchat, but we won't. We won't. I don't know how to use it. I know how to use it. I just don't have any real, like, I don't know. I'm not that important. What am I going to do with Snapchat? <laughs> yeah. Also, it takes up hella um, data and battery on your phone, and I'm not about that life. So. Understandable. Anyway. Um, so, we don't really have any news. This is another... Tiny wine episode. We are actually in the midst of a wizard team marathon because <gasps> by the time you listen to this, Bayana's in Chicago. Yeah, I 
am in Chicago. So and basically I'm we're just distraught. giving me some time to get my life together in Chicago before we like do our regular They're um, giving me some time to, you know, pull my heart pull herself together. Pull myself together. My heart uh, is like in these tiny shattered pieces all over my room, my living room and I gotta find them and piece them together and Sorry. Uh, I still haven't packed. I'm no good at puzzles. I'm like I got a lot of shit to get done in the next week. I got a lot of um, crying to get done for the next two years. <laughs> um, okay. And I don't know this. I don't know the Chicago Bayana. Can we just say, I know Bay Area Bayana and I like her a lot. I don't know about the Chicago Bayana. She seems well, shifty. <laughs> okay. Well, this is still Bay Area Bayana, so I don't know what to say other than okay. Chicago I'm pretty sure Chicago Bayana's gonna be the same person. Chicago Bayana's got some attitude, you know. She's oh. like, why are you calling me? I got I got a life. I got real friends. <laughs> Psych. Okay. <laughs> Chicago Bayana, she too good for me. Shoot, maybe I do like Chicago Bayana. I got a life. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's go to um I'm gonna listen to this and be like, nope, still don't got a life. Um, okay. <laughs> Let's go to chapter 15. <laughs> Aragog. Um, Aragog. Um, previously, um, do we need, we need a previously on with her team. Oh, yeah, we do. Um, Dumbledore has been removed by Lucius Malfoy and the other 11 governors of the school. Huh. Hagrid made a very valid point of how many of them actually signed this of their own free will. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hagrid has been... Shift off to ask man, no trial, no charges. Just a precaution. Just a precaution. Because in the wizarding world, the UK wizarding world, as a precaution, we send you off to the Dementors to get all your of your soul. happiness drained out of you. And then yeah. if you happen to be innocent, we just give you an apology. And You're like, we sorry, made, bro. Not even a piece of chocolate. Hagrid needs a lifetime me. supply of chocolate after right? being falsely imprisoned. So does Sirius. Anyone right? who's been falsely imprisoned in Azkaban needs a lifetime supply of chocolate. All of the chocolate. All, All of it. it. In any form they would like. Chocolate cake, brownies, shoot, chocolate fountain. I need an owl at my door on the first of every month with my chocolate supply. Yep. Every two weeks, like it's payday. Right? Yep. First and the 15th. First and Just the 15th. Get that chocolate fix. I get paid on the 30th and the 15th, but I like Actually, that. so do I, but, <laughs> but you know, that's like the common saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, All right. Okay. Um, so summer was creeping over the grounds around the castle. Sky and lake alike were turning, were turned periwinkle blue and flowers large as cabbages burst into bloom in the greenhouses. But with no Hagrid vis- visible from the castle windows, striding the grounds with Fang at his heels, the scene didn't look white right to Harry. No better, in fact, than the inside of the castle where things were so horribly wrong. So this is also a thing, like, it's also similar to the beginning of, or most, first half of the Order of the Phoenix, where it's like, Hagrid is such a part of Hogwarts that when he's mm-hmm. not there, it doesn't, it's not the same. Like, even yeah. if they don't go visit, ha- like, they don't go visit Hagrid that often in this book, and, like, it's not like they see Hagrid every day, but just knowing that he's there is, like, a part of being there. Yeah. Um, it makes everything feel also Hogwarts is pretty beautiful um mm-hmm. you know periwinkle blue and flowers large as cabbages in the greenhouses it kind of reminds me of Indiana so in Bloomington Indiana in springtime um 
I don't know what these trees are, but there's these trees and they have flowers and the flowers like sprout and they're these like pink, beautiful trees. And then like the meadows, they're all green and lush and like the river is like, you know, or the creek is just going. And it's just like this really beautiful um, setting, you know, people start to sit outside more while they're doing homework and it's, mm -hmm. you know, hanging out by the lake or whatever. And that usually is accompanied by this like uplift and this like more cheerful mood. So to have like this beautiful, like summery, like scene cropping up, but it doesn't, it does nothing to like improve the mood at Hogwarts because of what's going on is like exactly. this interesting and like cool juxtaposition, I would say. Mm -hmm. um, Harry and Ron had tried to visit Hermione, but visitors were now barred from the hospital wing. We're taking no more chances, Madame Pomfrey told them. No, I'm sorry. There's every chance the attacker might come back to finish these people off. Um, with Dumbledore gone, fear had spread as never before so that the sun warming the castle walls outside seemed to stop at the um, mullioned windows. Um, there were... There was barely a face to be seen in school that didn't look worried and tense, and any laughter that rang through the corridors sounded shrill and unnatural and was quickly stifled. Um, um, okay, Harry, Harry constantly, constantly repeated Dumbledore's final words to himself: "I will only be, I will only truly have left this school when none here are loyal to me. Help will always be given to, at Hogwarts to those who ask for it. But what good were those words?" Who exactly were they supposed to ask for help when everyone was just as confused and scared as they were? Hagrid's hint about the spiders was far easier to understand. The trouble was they didn't seem there didn't seem to be a single spider left in the castle to follow. Harry looked everywhere he went, helped rather reluctantly by Ron. They were hampered, of course, by the fact that they weren't allowed to wander off on their own, but had to move around the castle in a pack with the other Gryffindors. Most of their fellow students seemed glad that they were being shepherded from class to class by teachers, but Harry found it very irksome. Of course, because he's Harry Potter and he gets to travel. He, he should be able to do what he wants. Explore the castle. Fraught with he, danger. And because he laughs in the face of danger. Ha 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 ha. Also because with um, them traveling in packs, he got a mind his business. Mind your own business. Like, and we know but wait, that. Wait, but the spiders. But the spiders, though. And you're like, no, Harry. Go to class. Yep. Um, um, one person, however, seemed to be thoroughly enjoying the atmosphere of terror and suspicion. Draco Malfoy was strutting around the school as though he had just been appointed head boy. Harry didn't realize what he was so pleased about until the potions lesson about two weeks after Dumbledore and Hagrid had left. When sitting right behind Malfoy, Harry overheard him gloating to Crabbe and Goyle. I always thought Father might be the one who got rid of Dumbledore, he said. No trouble keeping his voice down. I told you he thinks Dumbledore is the worst headmaster the school's ever had. Maybe we'll get a de decent headmaster now. Someone who wants the Chamber of Secrets. Someone who won't want the Chamber of Secrets closed. McGonagall won't last as long as she's only, she's only filling in. It's like, boy, come on. You're horrible. Horrible. Sir, said Malfoy loud loudly. Sir, why don't you apply for the headmaster's job? Now, now, Malfoy, said Snape, though he couldn't suppress a thin-lipped smile. Professor Dumbledore has only suspend was only has only been suspended by the governors. I dare say he'll be back with us soon enough. Yeah, right, said Malfoy. I expect you'd have father's vote, sir, if you want to apply for the job. I'll tell father you're the best teacher here, sir. Um, Snape smirked and he swept off around the dungeons, fortunately not spotting Seamus Finnegan, who was pretending to vomit in his cauldron. 
I'm quite surprised the mudbloods haven't all packed their bags by now. Bet you five galleons the next one dies. Pity it wasn't Granger. Um, Dude, you're w- literally wishing death on your classroom. Like, that's horrible. Like, who you see. And like, I don't know. care how much I hate someone. I would never wish death upon them. Like, unless they're a fictional also, character. Exactly. Like, you know, there's... Fitz in Scandal, he could he could die. That's cool. <laughs> um, but, like, yeah, you can't, like, as a, like a, a real human being person who's, like, yeah. around in real life, you can't just be wishing death on people. What the heck? Right? That um, no sense. Let me add him, um, Ron Grout, as Harry and Ding hung onto his arms. I don't care. I don't need my wand. I'm going to kill him with my bare hands. It's like, Ron, you're doing a little too much and violence isn't the answer, but also, like, I can't really blame you. You know, like, this dude is loudly proclaiming that he wishes one of your best friends dead. Yeah. Um, Who is currently in the hospital petrified, which is as close to death as you could get without being dead. Without being dead. Except for um, the Dementor's kiss. Yes. It's like number three on the we list. Don't, we, don't, we don't know about that yet, so. I was I going know. from, but it's spoiler. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Um, um, Ron hurry up, I've got to take you all to Herbology, barked Snape. Um, um, over the class's heads, and off they marched with Harry, Ron, and Dean bringing up the rear. Shout out to Dean for looking out for Ron. Yeah. Um, it was only safe to let go of him when Snape had seen them out of the castle, and they were making their way across the vegetable patch toward the greenhouses. The herbology class was very subdued. There were now two missing from their number, Justin and Hermione. Um, Professor Sprout set them all to work pruning the Abyssinian shrivel figs. What are those? We need, we, need a, we need a soundboard for that. What are those? Every time they just mention some shit. Oh, we also need questions um, that need answers. Yeah. Um, um, Harry went Sorry, to I'm still to making a list, guys, from, uh, <laughs> from last from episode. Harry um, went to tip an armful of withered stalks onto a compost heap and found himself face to face with Ernie Millen. Ernie took a deep breath and said formally, I just want to say, Harry, that I'm sorry I ever suspected you. I know you'd never attack Hermione Granger, and I apologize for all of the stuff I said. We're all in the same boat now, and well, he held out so, a pudgy hand, and Harry shook it. Not so that's late. You, that's late as fuck, one. Super late. Two, you should have known before that, that before Hermione got attacked, that Harry would never attack her, so then why would he be the heir of Slytherin? Also, you did more than suspect him. You publicly, like, he, proclaimed like, who he, exactly. he was the heir of Slytherin. humiliated him and ostracized him, and yeah. you need to use context clues and work on your whole, like, Jumping to conclusions and mm-hmm. also um, just, like, defaming and libeling someone. Exactly. Is it libel or is it... I don't know. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, Ernie and his friend Hannah came to work um, at the same shovel fig as Harry and Ron. That Draco Malfoy character said Ernie. He seemed very. He seems very pleased about all this, doesn't he? Do you know? I think he might be the Slytherin's heir. That's clever of you, said Ron, who didn't seem to have forgiven Ernie as readily as Harry. I love Ron. He's just like, oh, really? You think it's Draco now? Like, mm. yeah. Um, Which is also like the logical. My thing is, is like, even though we know it's not Draco, like, you've heard him since the beginning when he said, you'll be next, yeah. Bloods. That was, like, the first thing that was said after the first attack. Right. But you ain't on Harry. Okay. Um, Do you think it's not by Harry? No, said Harry so firmly that Ernie and Hannah stared. A second later, Harry spotted something. Several large spiders were scuttling over the ground on the other side of the glass, moving in an unnaturally straight line as though taking the shortest route to a prearranged meeting. Harry hit Ron over the hand with his pruning shears. 
Ouch! What are you? He pointed out the spiders following their progress with his eyes screwed up. Oh, yeah, but we can't follow them now. Ernie and Hannah were listening curiously. Mind your business! Seriously, these kids, man. Mm-hmm. They all need a lesson. Um, looks like they're headed for the Forbidden Forest. Um, which is, again, it's like more parallels to Sorcerer's Stone. It's like, that's where we find out what's happening in the yeah. Forbidden Forest. And then we go back to the castle and find a secret dungeon somewhere. Um, or chamber. Um, and Ron looked even unhappier about that. At the end of the lesson, Professor Sprout escorted the class to their Defense Against the Dark Arts lesson. Um, Harry and Ron lagged behind the others so they could talk out of earshot. We'll have to use the invisibility cloak again. We can take Fang. He's used to going into the forest with Hagrid. He might be some help, except he's a ruddy coward, remember? Yeah. Um, right, said Ron. Er, aren't there aren't there supposed to be werewolves in the forest? I have something to say um, about them and their werewolf thing. Mm-hmm. Is it the full moon? That is a good question. Like, Jacob does it in the first book, right? There's werewolves in the forest. Is it the full moon? Right. Aren't they just people? If not, then they're just people. Right. They're not and always like, wolves. You might they're have... not shapeshifters like like Jacob in Twilight. Ugh. You had to bring it there. <laughs> but anyway, but like you might have people like Finner or Greyback who have like really like accepted their wolf side and or like whatever, kind of gone too far in that. They're still human. And mm-hmm. I think it's like if you get bit by a werewolf not during the full moon, like you're like Charlie, right? It's like you Bill. Bill. You like your steaks rare now. Um, Ugh. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, yeah, but there's no danger there. I mean, um, there's mm-hmm. danger in terms of, like, they're human, like, you know. And, like, a dude human. attacked you and bit you. That's weird. That's like the zombie in Florida. Um, that's more like what they are. You don't eat yeah. people. Um, um, I got bit <laughs> twice in a basketball game once. Like... And they didn't call a foul. And I was like, I know that may not be in the rule book, but I'm pretty sure that, you know, the sentiment is there. As in, you don't bite people. That teeth marks and saliva on my, like, what? Ew. How you gonna bite me? You sure you're not a zombie? Or a werewolf? You like your steaks rare? Not really. I like them dead, dead. If I like them at all. Well then. Um, <laughs> preferring not to answer his question, Harry said, there are good things in there too. The centaurs are all right and the unicorns, but, um, Ron had never been into the forbidden forest before. Harry had entered it only once and, um, and had hoped never to do so again. I feel like they go into the forbidden forest like every year, but you know, it's worth it. You know, you could try, <laughs> try to stay away out, stay away from it. Even though um, it's foreboding. Um, it is foreboding. Lockhart um, bounded into the room and the class stared at him. Every other teacher in the place was looking grimmer, but Lockhart appeared nothing short of buoyant. Come now, why all these long faces? Don't you people realize the danger has passed? The culprit has been taken away? Says who, said Dean Thomas loudly. My dear young man, the Minister of Magic wouldn't have taken Hagrid hit not if he hadn't been 100% sure that he was guilty. Oh, yes, he would, said Ron, even more loudly than Dean. I flatter myself I know a touch more about Hagrid's arrest than you do, Mr. Weasley. Ron's very to say that he didn't think so somehow, but stopped in mid-sentence when Harry kicked him hard in the depth. We weren't there, remember? But Lockhart's disgusting cheeriness, his hints that he had always thought Hagrid was no good, his confidence that the whole business was now at an irritated Harry so much that he yearned to throw guilt gadding with fools right in Lockhart's stupid face. Instead, he contented himself with scrawling a note to Ron. 
Let's do it tonight. Ron read the message, swallowed hard, and looked sideways at the empty seat usually filled by Hermione. The sight seemed to stiffen his, stiffen his resolve, and he nodded. Um, Aw, he needs Hermione to make him strong. He's like, Aww. he's like, I hate spiders, but let me just look at... We have to do this. Now I really want to sing One Direction. Let's not. Um, instead, sorry, the sorry. Gryffindor common room but was also, always wait, wait, very wait, crowded. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, I want to go into the <laughs> fact that um, this is like... Actually, if it wasn't Lockhart, and his again, his, like he doesn't need to be so cheerful about it, but this is actually like what um, Fudge was going for, right? Like mm-hmm. the Minister of Magic wouldn't have taken him if he had not been one hundred percent sure that he was guilty. Like that's what we we like to think about our like justice system and the people in power. Yeah, like, totally. You know, you're not gonna abuse your power, and I'm not gonna be sentenced to prison. Um, without like certainty, right, or some kind of process mm-hmm. or something, um, but and that is and that is exactly what Fudge was hoping that people would think. You know, we don't just throw anyone in Azkaban, so then it 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 lulls people into this false sense of safety, which shows mm-hmm. up a lot again when he's like proclaiming over and over again that Voldemort isn't back. Like he wants you to to have this appearance of safety even if it's not there and it's not real exactly okay um so the gryffindor common room was always very crowded these days because from six o'clock onward the gryffindors had nowhere else to go they also had plenty to talk about with the result the common room often didn't empty until past midnight um harry went to get the invisibility cloak out of his trunk right after dinner and spent the evening sitting on it waiting for the room to clear Fred and George changed, challenged Harry and Ron to a few games of exploding snap, and Jenny sat watching them, very subdued in Hermione's usual chair. Um, Harry and Ron kept losing on purpose, trying to finish the games quickly, but even so, it was well past midnight when Harry, when Fred, George, and Jenny finally went to bed. Um, so once they leave, they put on the cloak and leave the castle. Um, of course, said Ron abruptly, as they strode across the black grass, we might get to the forest and find there's nothing to follow. Those spiders might not, might not have been going there at all. I know it looked like they they were moving in that sort of general direction, but his voice trailed off, trailed away. Hopefully, they reached Haggard's house, sad and sorry looking, with its blank windows. When Harry pushed the door open, Fang went, went mad with joy at the sight of him, worried he might wake everyone in the castle with his deep booming barks. They hastily fed him some treacle toffee. Um, from a tin on the mantelpiece, which glued his teeth together. I hope there's no chocolate in that, because you can't feed dogs chocolate. Um, I don't really know what treat um, is, but... Um, Harry had left the invisibility cloak on, Ron, on Haggard's table. They would, there would be no need for it in the pitch-dark forest. Come on, Fang, we're going for a walk. He patted his, patting his leg, and Fang bounded happily out of the house behind them, dashed to the edge of the forest, and lifted his leg against a large sycamore tree. Harry took, he had to pee. He really did. He's been locked up in that house. No one's taking care of him. Harry took out his lawn, murmured Lumos, aha, um, mm-hmm. and a tiny light appeared at the end of it, just enough to let them watch the path for signs of spiders. Good thinking, said Ron. I'd like mine too, but you know, it'd probably blow up or something. Harry tapped Ron on the shoulder, pointing at the grass. Two solitary spiders were hurrying away from the lawn light and into the shade of the trees. Okay, Ron said as they resigned to the worst. I'm ready. So they move along the forest, um, walking by the glow of Harry's wand, and they start seeing a steady trickle of spiders moving along the path. Um, 
So they walk behind them for about 20 minutes, trying to see where they're going. Um, but um, where are we at? So Harry could visibly remember Hagrid advising him not to leave the forest path last time he's been here. But Hagrid obviously is in um, Azkaban. And so they have to follow the spiders as they start to leave the path. Something wet touched Harry's hand and he jumped backward, crushing Ron's foot, but it was only Fang's nose. What do you reckon, Harry said to Ron. We've come this far, said Ron. So they followed the shadows of the spiders into the trees. So now we're moving off the path. Walked for what um, seemed like at least a half an hour. And then Fang suddenly let out a, a great echoing bark, making both of them jump out of their skin. What, said Ron loudly. There's something moving over there, Harry breathed. Listen, it sounds like something big. They listened some some distance to their right, and something big was snapping branches as it carved a path through the trees. Oh no, said Ron. Oh no, oh no, oh. Shut up, said Harry. It'll hear you. Hear me? It's already heard Fang. In an unnaturally um, darkness... high voice, though, which, shout out to Rupert Trick, because he got that. <laughs> Can we panic now? Yeah. <laughs> um, the darkness seemed to be pressing on their eyeballs as they stood terrified, waiting. There was a strange rumbling noise and then silence. What do you, what do you think it's doing, said Harry? Probably getting ready to pounce, said Ron. Um, they waited, shivering, har- uh, hardly daring to move. Do you think it's gone, Harry whispered. Dunno. Then to their right came a sudden blaze of light so bright in the darkness that both of them flung up their hands to shield their eyes. Fang yelped and tried to run, but got lodged in a tangle of thorns and yelped even louder. Harry, Ron shouted. Harry, it's our car. What? Come on. Um, so they run to the car. Mr. Weasley's car was standing empty in the middle of a circle of thick trees under a roof of dense branches, its headlights ablaze. As Ron walked open-mouthed towards it, it moved slowly towards him, exactly like a large tur- turquoise dog greeting its owner. It's been here all the time, said Ron. Look at it. The forest turned it wild. The sides of the car were scratched and smeared with mud. Apparently, it had taken a, to trundling around the forest on its own. Fang didn't seem at all keen on it. He helped, He kept close to Harry, who he could feel him quivering. His breathing slowed again. Harry stuffed his wand back into his robes. And we thought it was going to attack us, said Ron. I, wonder where it, I wondered where it had gone. Harry squinted around to, on the floodlit ground um, for signs of more spiders, but they had all scuttled away from the glare of the headlights. We've lost the trail, said Harry. He said, um, come on, let's go and find them. Ron didn't speak. He didn't move. His eyes were fixed on a point some ten feet above the forest floor, right behind Harry. His face was livid with terror. Harry didn't have time to turn around. There was a loud clicking noise, and suddenly he felt something long and Harry seize him around the middle and lift him off the ground so that he was hanging face down. Struggling, terrified, he heard more clicking and saw Ron's leg leave the ground too, heard Fang whimpering and howling. Next moment, he was being swept away into the dark trees. Head hanging, Harry saw that what had a hold of him was marching him on six immensely long, hairy legs, the front two clutching him tightly behind a pair of shining black pincers. Um, Behind him, he could hear another of the creatures, no doubt carrying Ron. They were moving into the very heart of the forest. Harry could hear Fang fighting to free himself from the third monster, whining loudly, but Harry couldn't have yelled even if he wanted to. He seemed to have left his voice back with the car in the clearing. Um, He never knew how long he was in the creature's clutches. He only knew that the darkness suddenly lifted enough for him to see that the leaf-strewn ground was now swarming with spiders, 
Craning his neck sideways, he realized that they had reached the ridge of a vast hollow, a hollow that had been cleared of trees so that um, so that the stars shone brightly onto the worst scene he had ever let, laid his eyes on. Spiders, not tiny spiders like those surging over the leaves below, spiders the size of cart horses, eight-eyed, eight-legged, black, hairy, and gigantic. So what is it with sci-fi and giant spiders? Why is that a thing? Um, it's the worst. So one, this is fantasy. Uh, same. But not the same, but yes. There is... Still. I don't know. Like, spiders are unknown. They're weird. We need them to survive, but also we're all scared of them to some sense. Like, you know? It's like the perfect... They're always man-eating spiders, too. Yeah, because, like, it's scary. And we know, like, everyone has, like, seen or encountered a spider. So if you just think about the thing, like... And they're always them tarantula-like to me. Um, and not, like, Daddy Wong like type spiders, but... If you, like, if you've seen a spider, then there's a good chance that, like, they freak you out. And it's just an easy thing to make you scared. I'm scared of them. Um, Harry suddenly realized that the spider that had dropped him was saying something. It had been hard to tell because he clicked his pencil with every word he spoke. Aragog, it called. Aragog. And from the middle of the misty, doomed web, domed web, a spider the size of a small elephant emerged very slowly. There was gray in the black of his body and legs, and each of the eyes on his ugly pincers were milky white. He was blind. What is it? Min, clicked the spider who had caught Harry. Is it Hagrid? said Aragog, moving closer, his eight milky eyes wandering vaguely. Strangers, clicked the spider who had brought Ron. Kill them, said Aragog fretfully. I was sleeping. We're friends with Hagrid, Harry shouted. Like, Harry is very quick on the trigger because mm-hmm. I would have been frozen you know, in he's terror. like today is not the day I die <laughs> seriously <laughs> click 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 yeah. with the pincers of all the spiders around him Aragog paused Hagrid has never sent men into our hollow before Hagrid's in trouble he said breathing fast that's why we've come in trouble but why has he sent you they think up at the school that Hagrid's been setting a something on the students they've taken him to Azkaban but that was years ago years and years ago I remember it well that's why they made him leave the school. They believed that I was a monster that dwells in what they call the Chamber of Secrets. They thought Hagrid had opened the chamber and set me free. And you, you didn't come from the Chamber of Secrets? I, said Aragog, clicking angrily, I was not born in the castle. I come from a distant land. A traveler gave me to Hagrid when I was an egg. Hagrid was only a boy, but he cared for me, hidden in a cupboard in the castle, feeding me on the scraps from the table. Real quick, stop taking stuff from strangers, Hagrid. Seriously! I know you're like 13 at this point, but like, don't take stuff from strangers, bro. Yeah. Hagrid. I know you look older than how you are, but you're still, you're a kid. Don't talk to strangers. Seriously. Hagrid is a good friend and a good man. When I was discovered and blamed for the death of the girl, he protected me. I have lived here in the forest ever since where Hagrid still visits me. He even found me my wife, Mozag, and you can see how our family has grown. All through Hagrid's goodness. Like, dude... Hagrid. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, so you never attacked anyone? Never. It would have been in. It would have been my instinct, but out of respect for Hagrid, I never harmed a human. The body of the girl who was killed was discovered in a bathroom. I never saw any part of the castle but the cupboard in which I grew up. Our kind like the dark and the quiet. But then, do you know what did kill that girl, said Harry? Um, the thing that lives in the castle is an ancient creature we spiders fear above all all others 
Well, I do remember pleading with Haggard to let me go when I sensed the beast moving about the school. What is it? We do not speak of it, said Aragog fiercely, which kind of reminds me of how humans talk about Voldemort. He who must it totally not, is. He who must not be They named, don't name it. Don't, they said yeah. we do not name it. It's literally the same. Yeah. I never yeah. even told Haggard the name of the dread creature, though he asked me many times. Harry didn't want to press the subject, not with the spiders pressing closer on all sides. Aragog seemed to be tired of talking. He was backing slowly into his domed web, but his fellow spiders continued to inch slowly. Well, we'll just go then, said Harry. Harry called desperately at Aragog, um, hearing the leaves rustle behind him. Go? I think not. But my sons and daughters do not harm Hagrid on my command, but I cannot deny them fresh meat when it wanders so willingly in our midst. Goodbye, friend of Hagrid. Like, that is rude. Disrespectful. Hagrid is in trouble. We came here because he told us to come here. Uh, all right, that sounds now good. Now you're going to eat us? But I never told Hagrid that I would not eat his friends. Come on. Disrespect. Um, Harry right. spun around. Feet away, towering above him was a solid wall of spiders clicking their mini nope. eyes. Ooh. Even as he reached for his wand, Harry knew it was no good. There were too many of them. But as he tried to stand ready to die fighting, you are 12. Bro, he's so, like, that's the thing, that's the other thing about Harry, is he's like, I don't have, he, in his head, he's like, I don't have skills, but he has this one thing where he's like, I think, I think part of it is Gryffindor, and part of it is just him, he's always, like, cool with dying, like, that's never a thing he's afraid of. Yeah. Um, but also, like. But he's not gonna go down without a fight. Yeah. He's like, I'm gonna die, but. I'm taking some I'm gonna of y'all take with down with me. Yeah. But yeah. also, like, he doesn't feel like he has anything to live for, right? Like, without Hogwarts. Well, I don't think it's that, like... I mean, I don't know if it's that deep, but, like, he doesn't, but, like... I think it's more like he has things he can die for. Well, yes, but I I I just think, too, like, as a kid, though, like, as an adult, like, even if there are things that you're willing to die for, and, like, we see this with um, the Order, like, there are things that people are willing to die for, but they also need to think about, like, their families and, like, their children. Like, who's going to take... Like, if Arthur was faced with it, he's like, who's going to take care of all these kids I got? You know, who's going to take care of Molly? Mm-hmm. Like, you have to kind of sometimes weigh um, staying alive. A lot of times you need to weigh, like, staying alive. Um, yeah, that's totally true. But I think that in this situation, like, there's... What else is he going to do? It's a wall of spiders coming at him. He's 12 years old. He's most likely going to die. Well, no, I, yeah, and I'm not saying that it's, um, it's, like, a conscious thing. I'm just saying, like, unconsciously. It's, like, even me sometimes, it's, like, well, if I die, you know, like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, like, there's not this, like, there's the instinct of, like, I need to stay alive, you know, that fight or flight and that just, like, human instinct. But I think, like, he doesn't have... Um, he's not taking care of someone he doesn't yeah. have to worry about other people okay. yeah so um, Mr. Weasley's car was thundering down the slope headlights glaring its horns screeching knocking spiders aside several were thrown onto their backs their endless legs waving in the air the star screeched to a halt uh, in front of Harry and Ron and the door flew open get Fang he yelled um, diving to the front seat Ron seized the boarhound around the middle and threw him yelping into the back of the car. The door slammed. Ron didn't touch the accelerator, but the car didn't need him. The engines roared, and they were off, hitting more spiders. They sped up the slope, out of the hollow, and they were seen crashing through the forest. Harry looked sideways at Ron, 
His mouth still open in the silent scream. Or his mouth still open in the silent scream. Are you okay? Ron stared straight ahead, unable to speak. Um, so after 10 noisy, rocky minutes, the tree thin and Harry could again see out into the sky. The car stopped so suddenly that they were nearly thrown into the windshield. They had reached the edge of the forest. Fang flung himself out the window in his anxiety to get out. And when Harry opened the door, he shot through the trees to Hagrid's house, tail between his legs. Like, so I bet you Fang's not talking to them for talking to them for four months either. <laughs> Probably. Y'all gotta stop bringing animals on they your do. adventures, man. They're not about that. Life. It is literally like you said to the guy on Twitter. It's like if you know that Hagrid told you to follow the spiders, what I gotta do? Why do I got? Why? Why do I need to be yeah. here? Yeah. Fang is like, y'all know I'm a coward. Why did I? Why? That's a lot. Um, that made no sense. Um. Harry gave the So car. they went back to Hagrid's cabin oh, yeah. um, to get the invisibility cloak. Fang was trembling under a blanket in his basket. When Harry got outside again, he found Ron being violently sick in the pumpkin patch. Follow the spider, said Ron weakly. I'll never forgive Hagrid. We'll, we're lucky to be alive. I bet he thought Aragog wouldn't hurt friends of his, said Harry. That's exactly Hagrid's problem, said Ron. He always thinks monsters aren't as bad as they are made out. And look at where that's got him. A cell in Azkaban. Um, which is true. Yeah. True change. What's the point of sending um, us in there? What have we found out? I'd like to know. That Hagrid never opened the Chamber of Secrets. He was innocent. Ron gave a loud snort. Evidently, hatching Aragog in a cupboard wasn't his idea of being innocent. As the castle loomed near, Harry twitched the cloak to make sure their feet were hidden, then pushed the creaking front doors ajar. Also, like, if the doors aren't locked. Apparently not. Like, we're all in this big huff, but y'all don't even, like, take the time to put, like, a big... Like, you know, like those big um, two-by-fours that you can lock the door, like lock mm-hmm. half the doors. Um, yeah. They took off the cloak and climbed winding stair, the winding stair to their dormitory. Keep the cloak on until you're in your dormitory. Um, yeah. Ron fell hard onto um, his bed without bothering to get undressed. Harry, however, didn't feel very sleepy. He sat on the edge of his four-poster thinking hard about everything Aragog had said. The creature that was lurking somewhere in the castle, he thought, sounded like a sort of monster Voldemort. Even sounded like a sort of monster Voldemort. Even other monsters didn't want to name it. That's what we said. Um, but he and Rob were no closer to finding out who or what or how it petrified its victims. Even Hagrid had never known what was in the Chamber of Secrets. Um, um, Harry swung his legs up onto the bed and leaned back against his pillows, watching the moon glinting at him through the tower window. He couldn't see what else they could do. They had hit dead ends everywhere. Rill had caught the wrong person. The heir of Slytherin had got off, and no one could tell whether it was the same person or a different one who had opened the chamber this time. There was nobody else to ask. Harry lay down, still thinking about what Aragog had said. He was becoming drowsy when he seemed when what seemed like their very last hope occurred to him, um, and he suddenly sat bolt upright. Ron, he hissed through the dark. Ron. Ron woke with a yelp like Fang, stared wildly around and saw Harry. Ron, that girl who died. Aragog said she was found in a bathroom. What if she never left the bathroom? What if she's still there? Ron rubbed his eyes, um, frowning through the moonlight, and then he understood too. You don't think, not moaning Myrtle. Bum, 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 bum. bum. Dude, this is a very short chapter. Um, This is a short-ass chapter. I was looking like, damn, we are only... 40 minutes. 40 minutes into this. Yeah. Um, so, Harry is my MVP for this chapter. I think he, like, was able to keep his head on really tight or straight. And this is something that becomes 
a defining characteristic with Harry, and this is one of those times where, like, you know, I'm, he was willing to die, but he wasn't going to go. He wasn't going to die without a fight. Um, it's the first time that we kind of see this in him a little bit more in the uh, in the Sorcerer's Stone, but not. Harry doesn't have the vocabulary or the self-awareness to think it, you know? Like, he's, like, going through mm-hmm. the motions, but he's not really thinking. He's just thinking, like, I gotta stop Snape, which is a problem. Right. But this time, he's, like, really cognizant and aware of the fact that he is, like, willing to, like, die. Um, right. But also, um, like, keeping his head, like, looking out for the spiders, following the spiders, like, really dragging Ron along, like, kind of reluctantly. Like, Ron is, like, he's got to work himself up. But I also think that that's way more human, right? Like, I'm not jumping at the bit to go follow spiders. Like, and I don't even fear well, see, them like that's, that. Like, that's why Ron is my real MVP, because he really, like, faced his fear. Like, that's, he has a phobia of spiders. Yeah. And he just ended up in a hollow with, like, giant-ass spiders so who much... almost ate him. So, like, not only does that reinforce his phobia of, like, why you shouldn't mess with spiders, but also, like, he faced that head-on. Um, and he, like, used, you know, I mean, he, he's a Gryffindor, and so he faced his fear, and then he also was using, like, you know, his, his best friend was attacked, and so what else are you gonna do? do? Like, yeah. he, he has to help, and I think that that was why, yeah, that's why I, I said Ron, because he definitely, like, Harry is, you know, he's Harry. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with you that he was, like, on point in this chapter, um, but that's kind of how he is in general. Yeah, but um, I think this is the first time that so, we really see him, um... I don't know. I feel like in Sorcerer's Stone, like, a lot of the things, like, him, like, defeating Quirrell and stuff, it's instinct, but it's also, like, that's Lily, you know, like, the fact that they couldn't touch him and, you know. Yeah, totally. So I mean, like I think, yeah, this is more like him thinking of, a little bit more. Yeah, and this is the first example of him, like, really being in, um, really being cognizant of the actions he's going to take, and um, I agree with you, though. I think that, like, the reasons why you said that Ron is the MVP are super valid right like I'm not by any means like I don't want to discount Ron especially because like he's so his phobia of spiders is such that like as soon as he was out of the situation and safe he was throwing up like he was like oh god you know and um that's not a small thing and I don't want to discount it because I think that's also like very human like and very um true to life in a way that like most people, I think, would react like Ron. It's like, you have to steal yourself up for this. You have to, like, work your, you know, you have to constantly be thinking, like, this is worth it. I'm doing this for, like, this reason. Um, right, and I think that Harry was afraid, too. And yeah. He had to, like, work himself up to it. But he. That, I think that's why, I think that's the difference in terms of, like, um, like, for someone who's not terrified. Of, like, I don't think anyone really likes spiders unless yeah. you, like, Especially you're not, yeah. like, so, I don't think anyone's, like, eager to go follow a large trail of them. Exactly. You know? That's what I'm saying. So I don't think anyone's, like, yeah, this is going to be fun unless you're, like, Hagrid or something. But, like, um, yeah, so I think that I think that with Harry, he's he's terrified. He's, like, shit, we're about to die. Um, this mm-hmm. wall of spiders is about to descend on us. But with Ron, he's, like, totally, like, almost incapacitated with yeah. fear and yeah. is still able to, like, get through it. Um, but yeah, no, I think they both were. Yeah, and they both show prepared. their they both show their strengths and why they are um, a part of the trio. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, or Gryffindors. Gryffindors, yeah. Like Harry's a part of the trio because the freaking series is called Harry Potter. Um, but <laughs> um, <coughs> sorry. Also, they I, like post getting out of the forest. Like, I think Ron 
I mean, they react to things differently, and this is Harry's story, but I'm more like Ron, where it's like, okay, I need to, like, decompress, and then I can, like, think this through. But, like, Mm -hmm. I think Harry, like, connected the dots. His brain was already working. Yeah, and he... Like, from the... It's like, he's, he's like, his head is like, okay, like, let me... I have to think. I have to... You know, sometimes we have something on the tip of your tongue. Yeah. And you know what you're trying to get to, and you can't, like, let it go until you get it. I feel like that was how Harry was, whereas, like, Ron was like, dude, I need to sleep. (laughs) I just got attacked by spiders. I need to, like, you know, I need to get myself together. Get centered in myself. And then in the morning, we can have a real conversation about this. Um, But also, Um, like, Harry, I think, knew, or he asked the right questions, and then he kind of uh, focused in on the right points. Because at first, like, and this is active thinking, right? So, like, at first, like, Ron's like, what did we learn, you know? And, like, Harry's like, well, we know that it's not Hagrid, but, like, they knew that before. You know, it was, like, it was just more confirmed. Um, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, so, I think, like, yeah, we both have, I think we both made very good choices for the MVPs, and I wouldn't, like, I mean, Ron was definitely, like, my second MVP, my runner-up or whatever, so, um, yeah, I. Cool. Who did you um, bench? Who'd you bench? I, okay. Oh, I benched Lockhart. I benched Aragog. <laughs> you benched Lockhart That's... because of um, the gloating. I benched him because of the, like I feel like even if you are, um, there's a couple reasons. So one, even if you're confident that nothing else is gonna happen, that the culprit has been caught and stuff. For one, you don't gloat about it to your kids. If your kids are still like, if your students are still like afraid and scared and like worried, and there's still people you're supposed that are, to, there's still people that are in harm's way. Like there's still four right. Pre- no, so that's exactly so. Like they're, I mean, like they're saying that they're pretty much they'll be fine most likely because the mandrakes are almost ready. But you don't gloat about it. Like it's still not a like. Op, like a good situation yeah. you know what I mean like that's like you know something happens to your family and then like the person's caught but there's still like trauma and like hurt in there um and so him walking around gloating and like oh yeah I knew it was him all along is like not helpful um nothing about Lockhart and also this entire book though. he's that's the thing like he's horrible and the reason I didn't bench Aragog is because while he was definitely being shady as fuck like it's also in his nature like, yeah like he said he even said that like I would have I would have attacked some humans but uh Hagrid asked me not to so I didn't you know what I mean like he's like shoot I eat humans yeah. they're good they're tasty crunchy yeah I agree um my thing though with benching Aragog was just the like and it's in his nature, like you said, but, like, the dissident of saying, you know, I, Hagrid asked me not to, and out of respect for Hagrid, I didn't attack humans, and you have Harry saying, Hagrid sent us here, and right. you're like, no, that's totally well, true. oh, well, good luck on that, <laughs> sorry about that, you know what I mean? Like, they're there to save Hagrid, who you have all this respect for, and who kind of raised you and, like, set you up. And has been a good man to you. Um, and the the thing is, and like this kind of actually, I, this might be a bit of a stretch or a leap, but reminds me a lot of um, the dissident like between in Magic and North America, right? It's like you have the understanding of like loyalty to Hagrid, but you can't then bring that towards his friends or like you know what I mean so you know what friendship is because you didn't you acted against your nature out of your friendship for Hagrid but then you can't 
use or be that empathetic to have its friends. Does that make sense? The same way that it's oh, like, yeah, totally. oh, all wizards thought of each other was mutual respect and admiration or whatever. And it's like, okay, but yet you still let your have fellow being colonial. Yeah. And like, like, but yet. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like those. They still allow like slavery and genocide to happen. Yeah. Those two okay. things, like those two things don't, <laughs> don't hold weight together. Like you can have one without the other, but you can't have both of these thought. Like it's so you can't have both. Um, and so that apparently you can, but you shouldn't be able. You to. shouldn't be able to, like, <laughs> yeah, you know? totally. So yeah, so that's like I guess Aragog as in a stand-in for like the the holes in J.K. Rowling's writing, white supremacy. Yeah, <laughs> where it's like no, <laughs> but it, it's true. It's like it's and Arachnid it's not even supremacy. it's not even suprem- like white supremacy. It's privilege. No, and, I totally know. I'm messed up. No, I know, but it's like it's overall privilege, right? <laughs> so like you can only extend empathy or sympathy to people that you know personally, but it doesn't extend mm-hmm. beyond that. And it's like, if you care enough about Hagrid to do X, Y, and Z for him, you should be able to extend just one extra degree of separation. Totally. So that was my thought behind pitching Aragog. But um, yeah, Lockhart can always get benched. He, Lockhart ain't, always. Lockhart ain't played in this game in so long. Nope. He ain't never seen no playing time. Nope. He may not be at the well end just, of the bench this quarter. He might as well quit, bro. Yeah. Hang it up. Um, Do something else. <laughs> um, so thank you for listening. Um, this was a really short episode. I know. But, I feel like know, we should like talk. We should dive into something else to give people I their don't. money's worth. I feel like <laughs> I don't. Their money's worth. We have two hour long episodes. Like we have an episode that's two and a half hours long. That's true. Y'all, y'all are cool. You're going to get another episode soon. Yeah, as in next week. Shit, shit happens, man. Also, who knows if, like, some stuff doesn't go down and we don't have another bonus episode. I'm not going to, like, promise that, but you know what I mean. Yeah, who knows? So next week we're good. We on average, Chapter 16, The Chamber of Secrets. Um, That's going to be weird. Chapter 16 of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. The Chamber, the of, Chamber Secrets. of Secrets. Um, we have... I think they all have, um, maybe except for, like, two of them, they all have, like, a chapter named after the book yeah but you know what I mean like the same or the baby the book is named after the chapter bum 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 hmm. which came first the chicken or the egg um but yeah we only have three more chapters left guys and then we will be um doing a live tweet live watching of the movie and then we'll have a mm-hmm. wrap-up episode so this is how it works um just to give you a little like behind the curtains every person that you have benched we're keeping track of I actually need to go back through and make sure that I've caught all of that information um, in our stuff, we will then rewatch, or we will then watch the movies, and then recap. Have a live tweet and live tweet the movies. Yes, um, usually like on a Saturday before or something like that. Um, yeah, Saturday or Sunday, something like something that. like that. And then we will do our final um, podcast of the book, in which we kind of talk about the books and the movies all together, and then we name who is the MVP of the book and who is the who we have benched for the entire book. So we only have three more chapters and then that happens. And then we go on to one of the best books ever written. Prisoner of Azkaban. I don't, I'm like, I don't deny that. It's not my favorite of the series, but it's definitely my, in my top. Yeah. Of like all books. It's definitely up there. It's up there. there. Um, Sure. It's It's my, I love Prisoner of Azkaban. It is my favorite of the series 
right now until I possibly start reading Order of the Phoenix, and then I'm like, this is my favorite one. Order of the Phoenix is like, we can talk, I just, I love that, I love that book so much. Understandable, like, I'm not... It's like, like, I love Prisoner of Azkaban, and honestly, like, you guys know I, like, read Order of the Phoenix recently, and so, actually, I'm on Half-Life Prince now, but the only reason I started on Order of the Phoenix instead of Prisoner of Azkaban, because I was like, we only got, like, two months until we get to Prisoner of Azkaban, so that makes no sense. Yeah. Um, so it was like, whereas, like, Order of the Phoenix, we don't get that for, like, a year or something. Um... But yeah, so Goblet of so, Fire, although so Goblet of Fire is really good too. They're all so, fire. Uh, this is how I always Goblet of Fire. This is, is what I tell Goblet of Fire is just is a little bit shorter than Order of the yeah. Phoenix, though. You said what? This is what I tell non-Potterheads. I'm like, I think it's important to read the first two books of the series because it sets up the world. But after or- Prisoner of Azkaban or in during Prisoner of Azkaban, the shit gets real, and that sets up the stakes of the book, like what we're mm-hmm. actually going for. And I think that's actually why I liked Half Blood Prince so much is the connections to Chamber of Secrets. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh shit! Like they're bringing it back. Like that's like, and I feel like that's why we always we keep bringing up like this um, little block, um, like the, for this book we've brought up Half Blood Prince a lot. Yeah. it's just because like it connects so much, like more so than other books. Definitely, do. obviously they all connect because it's, it's a series. You know, <laughs> it's yeah. out it's the continuity. But um, um, but yeah. I'm so excited, and you guys, like, you thought the feelings were high, these first two books. Y'all ain't got no idea. Wait till we see Sirius Black and Remus Lupin, y'all. Y'all heard us yelling at them on television screen, and that wasn't, yeah. Sirius and Remus forever. Feels. The feelings. So, yeah, so Um, we're almost done. It's exciting. Um, Check us out next week when we are talking about the Chamber of Secrets, and thank you guys for listening. Also, let us know who you bench and who is your MVP using the hashtag yeah. Wizard Team on Twitter or on Facebook. Um, Black Girls Nerd Out is the name of our page on Facebook or on Tumblr, blackgirlsnerdout.tumblr.com or on Instagram, um, Black Girls Nerd Out. I don't, we can't, I don't know. Um, or through an owl. You can send us an owl. Um, I am located in Oakland. You can send me out of Oakland if it's closer, or you can send me out of Chicago. Because that's where Diana is as we listen to this. Yeah. I gotta go take a sad nap. (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We will um, talk to you next week. Bye.